It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 109 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. This is our very first episode of the new year 2023. We're recording on January 7th, 2023. I'm Warren Carr alongside with my co-hosts and a special guest. I've got John Dyer, Miriam, the red-headed stranger, Fidan, Austin Pinto, and our guest, Diane Ducharme from the Blind Shell Classic USA or Blind Shell USA. And coming up on this episode, we have our session with Diane will talk about what's going on, anything in the new year to look forward to on the Blind Shell Classic 2. Then, of course, it's CES, Consumer Electronics Show, and we'll be talking about that. And we close this episode with an app of the week from our friend Miwash. That's what we got coming up for you. Miriam, what's going on with you? It is not the best right now. I kicked off the year with COVID again. Um, the whole house actually got COVID. It's not really good. Um, I'm hoping to get back again to things in the next couple of weeks because I'm starting school um, in about two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I had some gigs canceled and some things, but I'm trying to have some quiet time and... Uh, you know, hopefully things get better. It seems like this COVID has been kind of coming after you for quite a spell. Now, probably this is your award, maybe second mm -hmm. or third time of having COVID? I think it's the fourth time. Oh, my goodness. That's no yeah. bueno. No bueno. John, you're not having any COVID, are you? No, I'm feeling pretty good. I had a pretty good week. Uh, with except for the fact that I bought a broken computer from Best Buy, mm -hmm. <laughs> I took I uh, took the chance of getting an open box item to save some money, and I'm going to end up having to return it. It's not working. So it came up not working. When you turn it on, it's not turning on. Yeah, the speakers don't work. I have to plug in uh, headphones just to hear narrator, and then the touchscreen doesn't work, and the mouse trackpad doesn't even work so it's very broken can't even get through the setup well so it seems no one even looked at it before they sold it usually I know. open boxes you know work good you know frankly mm -hmm. but something odd went on yeah I've, I've gotten a lot from best buy over the years so it's a good way to save some money and i've never really had an issue with it until now so um, just i guess it happens every once in a while so this one's through. probably worth $100 at, in the state that it's currently in. You know, so maybe that, not. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Austin Pinto, what's going on? You're still getting hot out there, my man. So after kicking the New Year's celebration with a really good fireworks display and all, it's slightly getting hot and there is a festive week ahead in India. There are lots of festivals full across the country and I've got a little bit of cold and cough but it'll soon get better but it's 
slowly we are moving to the summer time which is not my favorite season well at least summer is coming to shine right we yeah, love summer time like here <laughs> i don't like it i know Fee girl, what's up with you? You're sounding really good today, uh, Fee. You're kind of feeling better. Your your cold I is am. gone, and uh, you're back to yeah. the normal Fee. Well, nearly. Uh, well, yeah, nearly. Uh, I don't know if there is such a thing as a normal Fee, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm much better than I was. Still, the asthma is still a bit annoying, but it's much, 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 much better than it was. We had some fireworks for New Year, but they weren't as good as some other years because it was raining, it was drizzling, and then all of a sudden it was really raining. So, uh, yeah. So that was uh, a bit subdued, really. Um, And, um, yeah, I'm busy now preparing for my next service where I'm preaching and leading the service at the end of the month. So I am very busy. But I thought you liked the rain, uh, Fee, especially rainy nights, right? What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought you liked the rain. Only when it was like 40 degrees Celsius and everyone was melting and we needed the rain to cool down. In this time of year, nah, I like it when it's sunny. I agree. I agree. Dan, we're going to be talking with you, but how was your summer? I mean, <laughs> how was your new year? <laughs> okay, so Dan, not your summer, but how was your new year? <laughs> well, you know, it seems so long ago that it could have been summer, but yeah, it was it was nice. We had some friends over, we played 80s and 90s trivia, and uh-huh. so that was fun. That's really good. Yeah. Well, in the way of announcements, we don't have any today. Austin wasn't up to doing announcements, so we're skipping those today. Instead, though, we're going to turn on to our next segment. We now move on to that newsy segment, and that's the spotlight. And we're talking about Diane here with the classic, the Blind Shell Classic 2. Some new thing has happened, and Dan, we would like you to talk about it. And first of all, though, I want to thank you for allowing us to review that unit. Um, John did a good job at reviewing the unit. And I hope that when the Classic 3 come out, uh, that we will be the first ones to review that Classic 3. But meanwhile, though, how about you tell us what's going on with what we have right now? Okay, so just for those who don't know, the Blind Shell Classic 2 is an accessible cell phone that has actual buttons on it. So it does have a screen, but that's for display only. So you can, you know, swipe and tap all you want on it, but it's not going to affect anything and you're not going to mess anything up. So it's all menu driven with buttons. And the big announcement that we had this week is that we now have the BARD app on the blind shell so you can access your NLS books. And I apologize for our international people since this is something that is a a U.S.-based program. 
Um, but if you happen to be a United States citizen living in another country, you are eligible to get your um, National Lending Service books, your BARD books, through through the um, you know the Library of Congress program. So you can still listen to them, even though you're not living in the United States. Wonderful, because that was one of those things I remember that we actually asked about yes. that as to whether or not. And it was one of those things that you thought that, you know, you folks were working on or, you know, considering doing. And I'm surprised it came this early. So that's uh, a great improvement. Yes. And kudos to you guys uh, for doing that. So if you are in the States and you like Bard, you know, I've been listening to some Bard books. So usually I'm not an audio guy, but I confess... Um, over the uh, Christmas break, I started listening to a book and I actually finished it. Usually it will take me months, but it was such an interesting book. And so I found a way to listening to those books is by trying to do it in the daytime when I'm not busy or when I don't have much to do as to trying to do it when I'm in bed. And then it becomes a lullaby. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to rewind it because you missed exactly. You fell asleep. Yeah. And I yeah. can't tell where I was when I fell asleep. So, it's just terrible to listen to books at night uh, at my end. <laughs> Don't they have a, a sleep timer, though? It does. The, the, yes. The, yeah, one, it does. the one we have, the Dolphin Easy Reader, or if you're using the, the Audible app, um, they they all have sleep timers, I think. Does by the way, does the Audible app work on the blind shelf? It does too. Yes. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because I know you can you can use the the A Lady and the skills, but sometimes if you want to read your whole list of Audible books, if you're like me and you've got rather a lot, that's not very easy to do. You know, you have to actually go to the app and read them. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It works good. It works good on it actually. It's like the full Audible app. It works with like Bluetooth headphones, the controls for skipping forward and backward all work just like you're using it on a regular Android phone. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So really Bard good. was our most requested app everywhere we'd go. That's always the first question. Can I listen to my Bard books on there? So we are very proud to have this done, as Warren said, so quickly, much quicker than quicker is that a word quicker, <laughs> <laughs> quicker than we anticipated so i uh, you know people are already enjoying it so that makes us very happy that's really good are there yeah. any plans to do the dolphin easy reader for those of us in the um, uk and i think it works with other libraries as well like australian ones and i don't think it's just uk let's just say that that's a very strong possibility okay and there are some other big ones that are going to be coming out in the next month or so. Oh, so, so might you be coming back to tell us all about that? Uh, yeah, if you'll have me, I will definitely tell you because it we're just expanding. And, you know, the more that we could put on the phone, then, then the better it is for everybody who uses it. it. So what's interesting is I've been hearing since the BARD app was released on Thursday, I've heard numerous people say, I think I'm going to get rid of my Victor stream now. <laughs> so for the, for the price of 
the blind shelf for four eighty nine. It's now not only your phone, but your podcast player, YouTube, Audible, you know, Ira, Be My Eyes, Step Counter, all that kind of stuff. And now it's your book player. And WhatsApp. And yeah, can you WhatsApp? do Facebook on there? You can do Facebook as well, can't you? It's, it has Facebook Messenger. Messenger. Yeah. Oh, but not actual Facebook. No, because we found that the, the app that they created was much more cumbersome than just going to the internet browser and doing facebook.com or m. Oh, so you can do it, but you just go on the website instead and seek. What about Twitter? Twitter is not there yet, but that's a good suggestion. The question I had, which I don't know whether I asked you last time or not, but I recently got a new Braille display. Now, I, I have Samsung phones, but thinking about one person in particular who I know who would love a a phone I think that that isn't a touch screen that would work with a braille display is that a possibility at the moment so right now no but that's a pet peeve of mine because I think that's a very important um thing to happen not only for people who just want to use the braille display but for people who are also deafblind it's yes yeah it's something that I am pushing I think that's very important and um yeah because I did recommend the blind shell classic to this person and then she said well does does it work with a braille display I mm-hmm. said I don't think it does at the moment unfortunately um so that would be on some people's wish list I think yes yeah including mine mm. and some people just feel more comfortable to type in braille than than um on you know with the number you know the t9 sort of key yeah so keypad and i know it's not anywhere near um a good substitute but it is a substitute that you can plug in a usb-c connected keyboard if you wanted to type that way that's a bit tedious (laughs) yeah you know well at least there's something there it's something but i just don't I mean, most phones, you can just do Bluetooth keyboard. Like, I've got a QWERTY Bluetooth keyboard as well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be carrying wires about. <laughs> uh, I understand, it's, yeah. It's a workaround, but to me, it's not. Mm-hmm. It needs to be a bit more modernized. But... Yeah, I think that I think you exactly hit it, Fee, that when the blind shell first came out, I don't think that they were actually thinking of the market that is actually starting to trend towards the blind shell. It's becoming people who are much more techie. So that's mm. where we need to step it up a little bit. And not assume that people who don't want a touch screen are too stupid to be techie. Yeah. yeah. Which I think some people could fall into that trap maybe um i mean my great aunt she she's not blind but she's a hundred and she's using a tablet Mm -hmm. very good um it's not an android tablet but she's using a tablet (laughs) at the age of a hundred and sending emails on it so you know yeah i'm actually amazed at what people are doing with their blind shells. So it, again, you know, it's much more than I anticipated people would be doing. So 
Yeah, I agree. We need to step up the technology side of it. I That's think, think that would be really good. That would be good. And it's good that you've got this, um, you know, for US people, um, it's good that you've got this bard. Um, is it like, so you, do you download the books through the app? Is that how it works? Yeah. And like so... you log into the library and then you, you from your own account, like you have a username exactly. and password and then you exactly, can yep. download your books onto your phone. Yes. So, and it gives yeah. you the option to download them directly to the phone or to an SD card. Which is probably a better idea because I think, is it 16 gigabytes? It is. You have on? Yes. I think, again, the new version really, I think, needs more than that, really, doesn't it? If, you, if you're allowing people to download audiobooks and stuff, if they haven't got an SD card, I mean, I know SD cards are quite cheap, but that's going to go a bit wrong if they try and save an audiobook onto the phone, because most audiobooks, well, if they save a few, if they save as many as I have, they, yeah. well, they probably blow up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, I think it's one of those things. Um, I think maybe in the next iteration of the phone, yeah, yeah, the next have at least 32 of... gigs, mm -hmm. um, most so. especially when it has such a long uh, support from uh, the classic people, classic people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like really, I think it will be a nice <laughs> idea to uh, have a 32 gig version in the next one because you guys well, or, or give it a, a good support. Do people get an SD card with it? Does it? Do they get an SD card in the box? So they do not get an SD card. Um, we are starting to develop other packages now other than just, you know, the box with the phone in it, the battery and the, you know, the headphones and the charger. So we're starting to combine making bundles. So that's yeah. one thing that will be available that you could buy, you know, the phone, the case, the SD card and, um, you know, and uh, speaking of the... Um, Consumer Electronics, our CEO was there yesterday looking at all kinds of accessories that could work with the blind shell. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. There's something you mentioned earlier on, Diane, about um, this phone, most especially in relation with uh, uh, the Bard app. You mentioned something that some people are saying, hey, you know, I'm going to get rid of my Victor stream. And frankly, you guys have jumped into something that you probably didn't know what you are jumping into, but I think it's a good thing because now you have a phone, like you said, and not only a phone, that you can make calls and do whatever, do your messaging and all of that great stuff, browsing, whatever you want to do, but you can also have your books on there. And I've always wondered, uh, Victor Stream people, I'm not hating on you guys, but I've always questioned the whole idea of having yeah. another gadget when I have my phone that I yeah. can have my yeah. books on. But this is a perfect uh, yeah. replacement or example of that type of thing because you have all together in one. I think that's a very good idea. Now, well, all we need price, is some more storage. The price isn't that much different, is it, between the no, Blind Shell Classic yeah. and the Victor Reader Stream? And it doesn't do... It yeah. doesn't do anywhere near as much. And I, you know, not, I love my Victor stream. I use it every day. So I'm, I'm not coming down on the product. I think it's a you know great product. Like I said, I use it every day, but now 
we have the ability to to have it all in one, as Warren said. I suppose some of those products are good if you know you're going on, I don't know, a long haul flight or a really long train journey or something, and you don't want to run down your phone battery Mm -hmm. from reading your books. I suppose that's where something like that would, I mean, for me, my version of that is the um, Amazon Fire tablet, um, which again is it's a it's a touch screen though. But for me, that's fine, and it was like I don't know eighty pounds or sixty pounds or something. Um, and the battery lasts for ages. If you know you're going to be on a long journey, um, and you want to make sure your phone's going to still work, um, like when you need picking up from the station or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see use case for it for things like like that um is is good uh personally i wouldn't spend that much on a product apart from a phone or or some something that would do a bit more when i can do the stuff on my phone i think it's it's great we've got choice now though isn't it we've got all more choice we've got yes we've got android phones apple phones tablets you know we've got so many different things that we didn't have really properly even 10 years ago Oh, yeah. The technology is just amazing now. Yeah. And, and are, they, are you looking into um, people being able to read books on there with, like, you know, Kindle books and things like that? You know, finding a way of turning the page using the oh. um, keyboard? Because, again, this was something that my person who asked me about getting a, t- a non-touchscreen phone mm-hmm. would have like would like to be able to read. Uh, she's a great reader, but she likes to read in Braille, not not um, not list audio. Not, yeah. Okay. Um, I think she she's always listening to audio on her computer, and that when she's doing work, so she likes to read in Braille other times. And I think sometimes she reads some quite dense academic stuff that would mm-hmm. blow my mind but mm-hmm. she she's a very clever lady um and um so I think looking into kindle books would be I mean it's it's a great way of getting some books that you we as blind people can't get anywhere else because some of them aren't on audible they're not on bard they're not on you know but they have been published on kindle um, yes and also so, it's quite a good way to get cheap books sometimes if that's you look true. at the offers yes. they're 99p and things you know, um, so is that being looked into? Do you know, or have has have other people suggested that? Yes, they have suggested it, and I don't know the answer to this. Maybe mm. you do. Can you read those books through uh, Lady A? You can, yeah, but you can't easily like list your books if you've got if you've only got one or two books. It's fine. Okay, but if you've got a load of books. Like if I ask for my ask the A lady for my what my audible books are, it'll tell me three or four, and then it'll say to read to read the see the rest of your books go to the app. Okay, and I think Kindle is similar in that in that way. So if you remember the exact title, then yes, it will read it to you. Um, but you wouldn't be able to spell individual words and things if you wanted to check that sort of stuff easily I don't think 
Whereas if I'm reading on my tablet or on my Samsung phone, I can check how a word is or a name or something is spelled if I don't know. Okay. Things like, and, and I can put bookmarks in the book if there are some really interesting bits that I might want to come back to, like in a reference book in the future or something, or just a really hilarious bit of a book that I want to share with my friend when I next phone them or something. Yeah. So I'm not sure how it would work because I haven't mm-hmm. tried it, but I know on the blind shelf there is a repeat button. If you hold it down, it'll actually spell what the phone just said. Yeah. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, uh, that may yeah. work for what you're referring to. Now, yeah, talking about I... what Fee is saying, though, Fee, your friend is not going to be able to do this because she wants to read it in Braille, and Braille, we've established yeah. that Braille. Yeah, but is if that not, was in the future, uh, yeah, but if Braille, yeah, but right I'm now. talking about, I'm talking about future. I'm, I'm, I'm in CES mode now. You know, I'm talking about <laughs> concepts and future and exciting things that we could have in the future now. Yeah, well, well when, I'm when... not done, though. Here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, outside yeah. of Braille, you know, um, the blind shell people can still. Uh, have an e- ebook reading capability app there, uh, whether it be the Kindle or whatever EPUB reader, uh, in the mm-hmm. sense that that is going to be uh, verbalized using the TTS. And then, like Diane had in- indicated, if you want to f- find the spelling of a word, you should be able to up and down arrow to that or and and try to find mm-hmm. the spelling of that word. So I, I don't yeah. think it's going to be so complicated to implement no. an ebook I- reader. Uh, no, the, the I, I mean I don't always read them in I don't always read mine in Braille. Quite often I'm lazy and I just wanna listen on headphones while I do the washing up or something, you know. But um but um you know, sometimes I do read things in Braille, but quite often I don't. Uh, but I know some people want to. But um but you know, I can still spell out a name or something if I wanna know how you spelt that. Um so I think that an app like that would be a really good yeah, um, I agree. Good idea. And you just need a, a key, one of the keys to press to turn the pages forward or backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously that's a gesture on the on the phone, like a swipey gesture. But um, I'm sure that that could be done, you know, that, that the phone could be it would know it was in a book reader so that these numbers would now do that rather than typing text or whatever yeah apps can tie into the for like for example the chess app that was released recently it's like a game yeah you can use the keypad to like move your pieces around so it's kind of like turns the keypad into like a directional pad oh wow that's brilliant we do have chess on there now we do have a currency converter so it'll you know change dollars to whatever, whatever to dollars, and we have a translator on there now. So oh, it wow. will be able to translate English into whatever, or whatever in English. Yeah, I noticed that. I don't know if you guys did this on purpose or if it was a coincidence or something, but I think I noticed the four new apps in the store on Christmas. I yes. don't know if, yeah, if you so did that on purpose or not. We did, actually, because apparently, and, um, you know, he may be able to enlighten us on this. But apparently in Europe, the big thing in technology is a Christmas surprise. So that's what Blindshell does every year. They do a Christmas surprise where they release a couple of new apps. Oh, nice. No, I haven't really heard of that. But I do know that a lot of people, you know, when the family's all getting a bit intense, they go off and play on their phone for a bit. Um, 
I couldn't possibly comment as to whether I've done that myself in the past, but, um, you know, when, when it's all getting a bit intense, however much you love your family, when it, when there's about 13 or 12 of you, it's like, I just need a few minutes of not talking to somebody, you know. Um, I mean, I had a new Audible book on Christmas Day from an author I like that was released on Christmas Day, and my A-lady notified me because... I bought well all the other books um so that was a nice surprise especially because I was here on my own I wasn't with my family because I wasn't well um which was a bit annoying um so yeah for for anyone who's on their own or or they just need a bit of downtime they might Mm -hmm. it might be a really lovely thing to make your Christmas even better what a wonderful so what other apps did you release at Christmas then because the other people listening might be interested to know what new apps that there are yeah so there was a chess game there was the currency converter the translator and a file manager that Uh now allows people to and to move things from computer to phone and all this other stuff so now people aren't aren't um just reliant on the I guess they're kind of like electronic Pokemon-ish um, ringtones. Now they can download their own ringtones. That's good. Stuff like that. And can you move things between the phone and the memory card and vice versa as well with this file manager? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. Because if your phone gets too full, it's one of the first things I do anyway. Yeah. Um, Fee, yeah. you mentioned something about the battery, and I think that John, in your review, or when we talked about it, you know, you actually have very decent battery life out of that phone, didn't you? Yeah, if if you're coming from a full blown smartphone, that you know, you'll get two days out out of it at the most. You know, this is this lasts a lot longer than that. Yeah, it's, you could probably get three or four days out of it. Yeah, it's ninety six hours. Um, pretty much standby time. So it all depends on how much you use the phone. But mm-hmm. I generally charge mine every four or five days. Oh, wow. But presumably it's not water resistant like a lot of smartphones because you've got the buttons. Yeah, I would assume no. Don't have, no. don't put it in your bath, anybody. No. That's not a good idea. No, no, no. But what a lot of um, people have been purchasing as a, a separate thing and we don't sell it, so you, but you can buy it at like Amazon, Target, wherever. Is the new Bose MicroLink um, Bluetooth speaker that pairs very easily to the blind shell, and that can actually be in water for half an hour. Uh, I have some Sonos ones like that. Yeah. I actually, I actually have a stereo pair that I got over the course of two birthdays, one each year. And I have to say, I actually dropped both of those into the bath at different times because I'm clumsy. And they're fine. They still yeah. work. I, dry, I wipe them off and they, they're fine. Uh, but yeah, don't do not do that with your blind shell, folks. No. Not a good no. idea. <laughs> no. Uh, thank you so much, Diane. That's yeah, been wonderful. You. And um, so I think you'll be coming on here often and talking about this baby. Probably yeah. yes, and I'll tell you if if or when Blind Shell is ready to do a Blind Shell Classic Three, I am definitely going to include you guys because you have the best suggestions. Oh, thank you! Thank you so much! Thank you! Thank you!
Let's move on to the second part of this segment, and that's the spotlight. And so we continue now with the CES, Consumer Electronics Show. John, do you have a little tour you're taking to CES to demo out there? <laughs> what no, you got? Ne- never been to CES. Don't. It's not something I'm interested in. I follow it very closely, but I don't think I'd ever go there. Yeah, so CES, as the history goes back, it was mainly, hey, you know, what kind of a new gadget you got, you know, something to chop the tomato or chop the onion, whatever the case may be. And so we've seen uh, CES evolve over the years and now prominent companies, fun companies, everyone tries to show what's coming on during CES. And so it's just a very great place. Sometimes these things are concepts that never come to fruition, but at least they showcase those concepts in there. And sometimes, a lot of the times, I will say, uh, these devices that are shown, you know, come out sometime in the year and sometimes not till the following year. So CES is such a great place to be uh, for companies and Everything goes, it's what I call the kitchen sink here because everything goes into CES. John, you want to get us started with some of the things that you like that are being showcased or were showcased at CES uh, 2023. Have they got a teleportation device yet? Because if they had that and I could just go that, like, I'm there, and then afterwards, I'm home again, that'd Thank be cool. I, I, I could go then, but I bet, they, I bet there isn't. Someone yeah, should, no. should think of that, um, you know, tech. Uh, and then it I'll is. be eating dinner at Fee's house and come back home. Because <laughs> yes. at least dinner time yeah. at your house, Fee, is still early in the morning, my time, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I make very good coffee, though. Um, I, I'm not a very good cook, but I make very good coffee. <laughs> well, well you can have coffee at Fee's and you can you can have lunch here and dinner. Thank yeah. you. Exactly. You know, so I'll have <laughs> breakfast at, at Fee's and have dinners at Miriam's. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe John, that should be the next you... Blind Shell Classic feature, you know, <laughs> teleportation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, John, are you teleporting to uh, CES? So tell uh, us what you like about CES this year so, so far. I think the things that have intrigued me are the satellite connectivity and the um, flagship Qualcomm chips coming out this year. And the, um, well, we can just talk about that first because, you know, the big deal about that is, you know, Apple made a big deal about, you know, if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't have cell phone connectivity, the iPhone 14 can use satellites to help you send a text message to 911 like an SOS message if you're like lost and you need help it'll send your coordinates and a message to the closest 911 center but th- this new Qualcomm chip coming out is going to have actual like full texting capabilities where you can be in control of who you text and you can send and receive text messages as long well anywhere because you, as long as you have access to the sky so it doesn't matter whether you have cell coverage or not. So I think this is kind of Android taking it a little, a one step further than what Apple has done. 
you can even send so, pictures of you to your friends so that yes. is a really good uh, bandwidth of satellite communication but obviously not when you're underground that would that's the only place that wouldn't work isn't it because obviously you don't have the sky yep um so who's who's going to be using these chips do we know yet it sounds like uh, a Motorola with their Moto Defy might be the first one to take a crack at this uh, technology. And so I think maybe sometime this year or maybe next year, a lot of phones will have that, especially those that are using the Qualcomm ones. And I hope, I don't know, because I'm a Pixel guy and um, uh, Google, you better be cooking something because <laughs> I like yeah. to see that on my phone and not having to jump ship and go into um, some other place, you know, say, hey, move back to Samsung or move to uh, Realme, some of those phones that use the, the Qualcomm chip. So I hope somehow that Google will do something about this because it's a very important thing, most especially uh, the fact that, you know, one could even use it with some apps and things like that. It's, it's just a good start. It ought to be Samsung, really, because uh, because that's, you know, the satellites, they'll be part of the galaxy, won't they? Mm-hmm. It is part of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. You see? Yeah. You see, Ed's not here to make the terrible jokes, so <laughs> I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, and so just trying to fill in for that. I think the company that is partnering with uh, Qualcomm, I think it's Raytheon. I- I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the company is giving them this uh, technology or partnership. And so we're having a good thing here. Um, and I hope that a lot of phones, you know, manufacturers would use that technology because, you know, you're in the middle of Montana or Wyoming and I've, I've been to those places and you literally have nothing, even here in the state of Washington, uh, when I go east of here to the Palouse, I don't have any connectivity whatsoever. So it's, one of those things that might come in handy. Next, let's talk about some other things that are there at CES. Like I said, there's so many of them. I think this year, though, lots of laptops and things like that, um, including uh, Motorola, of course, doing all kinds of stuff with some tablets that they have, the 14 and a half inch, we thought that the Samsung 14 inch was the biggest ever. And now Motorola wants to take the crown with that new tablet of theirs. And that thing is like, what, like $1,200? Gosh, that's so expensive for a tablet, isn't it? Yeah. My goodness. You, would you be buying that to demo that, uh, unbox that for the podcast, um, Austin? <laughs> no, I would not. So no. to summarize, I would to summarize uh, CES, there was a lot of Wi-Fi 7 announcements 8K TVs, but I like two things of CSC. The one was the Motorola Think phone, and one was which is really going to be a concept. I think uh, the wireless TV. This is going to be a really concept TV because it runs oh on God, battery. Yes. It runs <laughs> on battery. The battery has a validity of one day, and I don't know those using uh, Tata Play or Tata Sky. The sky boxes, I don't know how they're going to watch wireless TV. I think this will be used only if you go for traveling or if you're running for a camping trip or something, you can watch it using your internet. 
Yeah, I, I, I saw that one as well. I think it was from LG. I was really excited about it because I travel a lot. And I think it's such an amazing um, intervention. This is not from LG. It's from a startup called Displays or Display or something oh, really? like that. I... Yeah, it's a 55-inch okay. device that you can mm -hmm. mount anywhere in your house or on any surface. It has some powerful suction thing that you just... Uh, so it eliminates <laughs> anything wire. Um, but, you know, you can stack them. So uh, you could have two of them. It gives you a 110 uh, you know, inch if you want and things like that. But the whole idea here is that it's wireless, you know, no power needed because the battery lasts for a long time. So I, I can see this as a win-win thing if uh, it really comes into market, but it's kind of a little bit expensive. I think it's like 2,500 or maybe uh, whatever. But then when you compare that to the Samsung, whatever, uh, it's like 15,000 for that um, 100 inch, whatever. So really, um, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, evolutions, you know, the next few months to uh, ne next uh, couple of years, we're going to be in for good trade here. And yes, Miriam, uh, LG has their own too, but the one that Austin's talking about is this new startup. I think they're like, four or six people mm -hmm. in this company. Yeah, very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Small TV would be good, though, because you could then, like Mariam said, you could travel with it. Um, I mean, for me, I find that a lot of TV TVs are very big now, and I, I live in quite a small uh, flat uh, apartment, you'd probably call it. And, uh, I, you know, I my TV is an older one, so it's, it's quite small, and then I've just got the the Chromecast, you know, the one with the remote. Um, but if I could get a nice newer smart TV, I'd love to. But at the moment, they're all like 40 inch or more. Where am I going to put that? You know, th there's no catering for those of us who who want a smaller TV, because I'd love a smaller TV that ran on Android. That'd be amazing. And I think another thing, though, I don't know how accessible these things are going to be. Um, of course, we're always an afterthought. And another concern that I may have is, let's say you want to connect one of your peripherals to your TV. I wonder, maybe they'll have some wireless connectivity, like it has a hub that you can hook up your, say, your Xboxes or your, um, what did, I just got the kids something, uh, PS, whatever. <laughs> PS5? Yeah, PS, and then there's the Nintendo Switch. So Christmas was absolutely a beautiful thing here, a uh, new Xbox, because the one that we had, you know, was from a while ago. So we decided to get one of those new ones as well as the PS, whatever, and the Nintendo Switch. They've been bugging me about those things like no man's business. So uh, <laughs> I can see how do we connect this thing to this thing that doesn't have any... Uh, wires, uh, maybe they'll have a hub. Another concern that I have is mounting these TVs using suction cups. So if you live in an area where your temperature changes frequently, like 40 degrees Celsius to like 20 degrees Celsius, then the suction gets weak and then down falls your 55-inch TV on the wall. Mm -hmm. But they have talked about the fact that they've 
you know, tested in situations like with something huge hit the house or an earthquake, um, whatever, and the thing stays on. So I think they kind of look into these things because it's not only something that's going to be in like temperate regions. You could have it in the tropics or wherever. So I think those guys do their homework, but it's a good concern. Um, but I don't think that the inside of your house is going to be that hard to actually melt off something. And if your house is that hard, you better turn on the air conditioner, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So Austin just mentioned it in passing, but uh, something I found interesting, I'm curious about is the um, the Motorola Think phone, because it, it supposedly has like a dedicated button for now it uses microsoft teams but i think what they're trying to implement is like if you remember back in the sprint days it might, might even going back to the nextel days where you used to have push to talk phones do anybody remember that or like walkie talkie type thing exactly. i think that's what motorola is trying to emulate here so i'm curious to see how that works they do have that push to talk um and of course like you indicated using uh it uses the microsoft teams for that uh, capability but the whole idea about it is the seamless doing things with your computer so if you're you like your thinkpad you're gonna like this think uh, phone and the whole focus is on productivity we'll see how uh, the uh, customer react to it and whether people are gonna like it or not but I think uh, it may be a breakthrough for Motorola I think they are building a think ecosystem Mm -hmm. Well, they've, yeah, they've already built it. They're just adding the phone to it. So it's like, it's kind of aimed as like a business phone. Exactly. And I was kind of thinking, hey, was LG thinking of the think when they had the, the thin <laughs> Q, but put yeah. a Q instead of a K? <laughs> they didn't want to infringe on yeah, Mot exactly. Motorola's uh, or Lenovo's uh, uh, think, you know, with a K. So, I'm like, well, you know, maybe LG was into something. And frankly, to be honest, LG was very innovative with some of its uh, things. And uh, mm -hmm. But it's unfortunate things didn't turn out right for them. With things with funny names, slightly off topic, but whatever happened to the nothing phone? Because <laughs> it's a nothing. Because we talked about then it the once. Thing, then I think 2 is coming by April. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they're thinking of bringing it to some, you know, places in the U.S. very few. Though we'll see what happens. Um, you know, the thing, oh, the thing, the nothing phone, <laughs> you know, created quite a stir, but then it kind of like, it like thistles out, or I don't know. It created a stir for about five it, minutes. Yeah, a little uh, Chinese stir fry there that it came brought. <laughs> but then, of course, after you eat the Chinese food, you kind of want to go back. It's like, hey, I'm hungry again. It's one of the things we talk about with my family. You know, we were there and I ate a lot. I'm like, but wait, by the time I get back into the car, I want to come back in again. <laughs> so the thing, so nothing fun. Is the Nothing so, phone the one with the clear back and all those LEDs on it, or am I confusing that with something else? That's that's the Christmas tree we talked about. No, the that's one that's yeah. The, uh, uh -huh. something else. Yeah. I think Oppo and Poco is launching another one like that. Oh, yeah. But, because we were talking about all those new phones with the LEDs yeah. on them. 
um, last episode, yeah. Yeah, and and so we dubbed that nothing fun, the Christmas tree fun. Uh, but you have to, like Fee said, you got to put it upside down, put the face of the phone <laughs> on the table, and have the back up so you can see that Christmas tree. So nothing mm-hmm. is uh, really nothing. It's a good thing. So Nokia has a couple phones, the G100 and G400. Now, what I don't like about it, however, is that Nokia, you know, keeps using these older chips. For example, the Snapdragon 662 for G100 and the uh, 480 for the G400. Now, one of them is $130, that's the G100, and then the other one is about $170. So if you are someone who likes your Nokia phones, Maybe that's something to look forward to. And maybe John may unbox it or I may get one to unbox it. John, are you have you ever tried a Nokia phone, the newer ones? No. The last time I had a Nokia phone, it was a Windows phone. So that's how long it's been for me. But it was I got to try those new ones from Nokia. Um and I honestly didn't like them because, as you said, when they use like those yesterday chips, I was setting up um, someone's phone for them. It was an Nokia. I can't remember what model it was particularly, but it was so sluggish. Like for for this to have like Android thirteen or twelve or whatever on a old chip, where you can pay pretty much the same price for a mid range phone, and you can have a um, better chip, um, a better processor. And it was so sluggish. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they do that. Like you have this price and you don't use um good chips. It's just, it's just crazy. I don't get it, to be honest. In reality, Nokia phones, I like you, Nokia, don't get me wrong, but I, I think they're overpriced for what they are. <laughs> and then, but then they have a clean UI. So I give that to them. And then of course, Updatability is questionable and um, looks like they're kind of trying to update their phones now. So we'll see how that is. But if you're a fan of Nokia, we're not abusing your Nokia phone, but uh, just letting you know you could have something out there you want to play with. What was it Nokia that had that weird thing where you could buy the phone and then give it back or some, some strange or was that somebody else? Oh, yeah. We talked about that in one of our podcasts. It was the, I don't remember the uh, the, the term now, but, you know, yes, I remember we talked about that here, uh, you know, extensively. <laughs> Does anyone remember what that was? Yeah. Austin? I don't remember what it was called, but mm-hmm. it was, yeah. they were just trying to replace basically what the carrier is already doing to you, like make letting you pay for a phone over time and then making you trade it in for a new one. So they're basically exactly. just stepping yeah. in. To just deal with you directly rather than having you. They go were talking the about planting a tree for you when you get a phone or something. It's just that's it. That's it. Yeah. You could you could just plant one. Like you could just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we close this segment though, how about we talk a little bit about Google? You know, Google showed up there at CES as well. And uh John, you wanna take a crack at some of the things that Google showed? Um, sure. They, so one of the things they were introducing, which I honestly didn't pay too much attention to was their Android 
auto updates um, and Android Automotive, which are actually two separate things. Android Automotive is like when the whole car basically runs on Android, and Android Auto is when you can connect your phone to the display of the car and it still uses your phone for everything. But um, so I, I didn't follow that too closely. They also announced something called, uh, I, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically if you're listening to something on a Bluetooth device like music and you get closer to a different Bluetooth device, they'll give, give you a notification that you can just tap if you want to change Bluetooth devices really quick, which uh, I guess is cool, but I feel like it would annoy me. <laughs> more than anything else but that's something they announced as um i don't remember what they called it but um, it's called the tap to move okay yeah but presumably you could turn that on and off no yeah i'm sure yeah so the whole idea makes sense though so you know i'm coming back from work or i'm coming back from you know walking and i'm listening to something on my headset and uh, i i get into the house and i could move that thing to any of my devices if i want to put my headset away so it totally makes sense but you know talking about that automotive now what they're saying is that they have now seven partners you know manufacturers car manufacturers that are part of the google um, android automotive one of the things that is nice here also is something that we talked about and most especially john when you did your um, tip of the week on how to separate sounds on Android, Android on Samsung devices. And so Google is taking a crack of that if you have an Android 13 and um, they're working with Spotify. So you could use that separate sounds and be able to play that music on a different uh, device without it. Um, so uh, I, I think it's good for those of us who are screen reader users. So if I want to be able to still hear my screen reader on my phone and not going alongside with the audio that's playing on that device, I think it's a good thing. And so I think for the time being, it's only Spotify and YouTube music that are being supported, but it's a good step. I think we'll soon see that system-wide uh, capability of separating sounds. And you can already do that on uh, Spotify because... Um... It's got connect to device thing in in the app. Um, you've been able to yeah. do that for yeah, quite you, a while. You can, te- you can technically do that in any app as long as you cast from the app. Like, exactly. but if you connect to a Bluetooth speaker, this is different. I actually didn't hear that announcement, so that that's interesting. If oh, I see, yes, because actually that's not Bluetooth. So yeah, that okay, that's a Bluetooth thing. Yeah, now. that's all Wi-Fi. Like you can use YouTube Music, or if you have like a radio app that supports casting on TV or whatever. Yeah, um, but if you've got, I see. So this is if you've got a Bluetooth speaker rather than a Wi-Fi one. Exactly, mm, yes, that's, that's what right. it is. Because oh. yeah. right oh, no, that's now, quite good. if I send my Bluetooth to my speaker, I'll be hearing my talk back on there too. Yes, so and that's that annoying. will help that, just like John demonstrated uh, with the Samsung one. So I'm liking what I'm hearing. I hope it comes soon. And then there's, um, I think there was something that also was mentioned there in the Google stuff is that the, uh, said the fall detection. Yeah, the fall detection was only on Pixel phones. Now I think Xiaomi and 
I can't remember who the second manufacturer is. They're also going to be getting that feature. So the phone can detect if you fall over. Is that the idea? Yeah, so a crash detection, you know, uh, maybe uh, you're in a crash or whatever, something happens. uh, it, It will let you know, are you still there or else it'll just call emergency for you. So You've been to the pub and had too many idea. drinks. Exactly. <laughs> Falling down the stairs. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so many things going on at CES that we couldn't possibly talk about, but it's one think, of those highlights. I think John wanted to talk about something to do with wireless, though, didn't he? Wi-Fi? Oh, yeah. Um, so, the... PWA Power or Wireless Power Consortium, WPC, I guess. <laughs> um, they they announced G2, which is a new standard. They say it's based on Apple's tech, MagSafe technology because it uses magnets to align the phone or device correctly during the charging. It's for charge. Oh, so it's not Wi-Fi. It's for, it's a charging thing. Oh, mm-hmm. That's exciting. A new wireless charging standard. So I. I don't know that it's going to mean that Android phones will work with MagSafe chargers. I would be surprised if that's the case, but they're similar. But yeah, but it is going to be nice to have magnetic chargers because so many times I think my phone's aligned and I'll go to get it and and it's it's charged, but it's like really hot, like it's been charging more than it should. Oh, I hate that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be really good then. Yeah, so having the magnet to make sure it's aligned, you're getting an efficient charge, and it's you know not constantly connecting and disconnecting. That's not good so for your battery. So w- would it be backward compatible? Do you think, or do you, would you yes, have to... yes, oh, that'd be good. It is. So if you have a phone that has wireless charging, you could use this charger. You just have to still have to align it yourself. But if your phone has the magnetic magnet in it, it'll align it for you. But presumably m- most of our phones won't have that yet, will they? No, they're supposed to. They said late this year, the mm. end of 2023, is when phones will start to be released with uh, that technology. You sort of wonder why they haven't done that already in some ways, really. I mean, when I had a few years ago, my first my Samsung watch that's now you know, no good anymore because every time you turn it on, it heats up and nearly burns your wrist. So that's not as dangerous. Um, And it was so old, it wasn't worth getting it fixed. Um, But when I used to use that and charge it up, it was a magnetic thing, you know, to stick to the charger. So I don't know why. Yeah, I think the the reason it hasn't come to phones, yeah, is because wireless charging hasn't been that fast. Now they're getting it up to 15 watts, which is actually a decent uh, charging speed. So with smaller devices, with smaller batteries, you don't really notice how slow it's charging. Like it's charging slow, but the battery is so small that you could still get it charged in a couple hours. So, um, yeah, that's I think that's why it hasn't been like as mainstream. I mean, there there have been accessories that you can buy with magnets that sort of align your phone for you and stuff like that, but n- no official standard that everybody can, you know, develop uh, yeah, accessories it's that, for. It's good that they've done that now. That's all they will be doing it. I got a um, a new power bank a couple of months ago that I think I mentioned on here that when it was the Black Friday deals on Amazon, and um, it's got 
it's not magnetic, but it it has it does charge at fifteen watts. It says, so it's got three <laughs> USB ports and a USB C one, and um and like a a circular bit. So you can, and that's where the wireless charging bit is inside that circular bit. Um, and then that's made of something like silicon, so it's not so slippy for the phone mm-hmm. to fall fall around the place. Um. So yeah, they they are definitely they're getting faster, aren't they? Which is good yeah. news as well, because it's so much more convenient than messing around with cables and stuff. Let's now turn on to our app of the week, and that would conclude this New Year's episode. Our friend Miwash now brings us something called Smiling Mind. Hello everyone, this is your favorite potato. Today I'm gonna talk about an app which is really helpful and it's related to a very serious thing which is mental health. It's an app called Smiling Mind. It contains a lot of mindful meditation programs and it's totally free. It was made in Australia And I wanted to feature it because it contains a really great accessibility. So someone sat there and worked on it because everything is labeled. So the app is open. On the bottom you have four tabs from the left. Home button selected. This is home where you can continue the program you have started and see your achievements and things. Explore button. Then you can explore different programs. Favorites button. Here are your favorite programs. More button. And here is more stuff. We'll go through every of this tab, but we are now on the home tab and I will show you what's here. Keep up the great work. Heading. You're on your way to building a healthy habit with mindfulness. Get started. Heading. So yeah, I've already done some meditations here. So, just to test things. One, two, three. And here are, this is not quite accessible, but here are like. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Completing ten meditations can see you begin to improve in areas like focus and concentration. I think these numbers are like meditations. So, if you have, for example, completed four of ten meditations numbers from one to four will have some like icon or something i don't know button new activity five mindful breaths so yeah here you can launch a meditation up next in your current program heading here is what's next play what is mindfulness lesson from an intro to mindfulness one minutes zero seconds button so yeah here is an animated video Sadly, we don't have an audio description, but well. Mark what is mindfulness as favorite button. Yeah, we can add to favorites. Try these programs. Heading. And here we have some suggestions. List. Button. An intro to mindfulness. Short introductory animations and simple meditations to get you started. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. It tells you where it's a list or it's a button. It tells you everything. And it's not a normal habit of TalkBack because it's not a web app. So they have made it so it reads 
what control you're on like if it's a list or if it's a button everything is being read and i really love that the similar thing is implemented in the the similar thing is implemented into the amazon's assistant app i won't tell that name because it will trigger mine but list so yeah we are on the list button an intro to mindfulness short introductory animations and simple meditations to get you started Mark an intro to mindfulness as favorite, but so we mindfulness have... foundations, our most comprehensive adult program covering the essentials. Mark button mindfulness foundations, our most comprehensive adult program covering the essentials. So yeah, we have different programs here. We can open them and it also tells us what they are about. Mark button, explore more. We have the mark buttons, option. Button, explore more programs. Explore more will lead you to the explore tab. So yeah, let's click on one of these. Mark button mindfulness foundations. Our most comprehensive For example, these. Mindfulness foundations. Heading. And we are in the program menu. Download for use offline. So yeah, we can download a program. Mark mindfulness foundations as favorite button. Also, we can from here mark it as favorite. Our most comprehensive adult program. Here is the looks at five key elements of mindfulness practice, awareness, attention, engaging the senses, noticing thoughts and managing emotions through popular meditations such as the body scan and mindfulness of the breath. It also explores topics such as curiosity. So yeah, here we have the full description. Program contains nine modules and 35 sessions. You've completed 0%. Program progress. Summary. So yeah, here is your progress. Mindfulness 101, the body and breath, heading. So this heading is a module. Every module is a heading and it has sessions in it. So play the body scan. Meditation. Eight minutes, three seconds button. So here is the first session and we mark can body scan as favorite. mark it as favorite. And here we have next play, session. Mark exploring the breath as play connecting with your mark connecting with your play. Are you really listening? Mark, are you really listening as mindfulness 102, sounds and taste. Edit. And here is the next module. And below button, this, play. Button, play three. Button, play next. we have a button which will probably add it to the queue. That play next button. I didn't try it yet. Go back button. And we can go back. Homes button, new activity by mindful breath. So Explore. yeah. Home, explore button. Then we have the explore tab. Explore. Selected. And here it's really interesting. Explore. Heading. Menu item. Adults. Menu item. Kids. See, it tells you that it's a menu item. It's not a talkback behavior. Menu item. Youth. Menu item. Families. Menu item. Classroom. Menu item. At work. Menu item. Other languages. Menu item, research projects, home button. So yeah, you have different categories and based on them, you will see different programs. Menu so item, for example, I am an adult. So menu item, adults, adult selected, go back button. Yeah, it also tells you what's selected. It's really cool how that UI was made. I really love that. Adults. Programs designed to support adults to better manage the pressures and challenges of our busy, modern lives. All programs. List. Button, an intro to mindfulness. Mark an intro to mindfulness as button. Sleep, want a better night's sleep. Try these meditations when winding down or having trouble sleeping. Oh yeah, I've used that one. 
It's really helpful. Mark sleep as favorite. But button, bite size, experience the benefit of pausing to be more present, even if only briefly, at various times throughout the day. Mark bite size as button, Natick Week Meditation, voiced by activist, actor, author, and indigenous elder Uncle Jack Charles. This program is designed to help you develop greater self-compassion. Mark Natick Week button, sleep 21 night program, try our 21 day sleep program, specifically designed to help improve your sleep. Okay, I won't go through these all because it would take ages. I will just instead show you the next tab. So... We need to press the back button. Explore screen. List of eight categories. Oh yeah. And we are back to the explore screen. It tells you how many categories are there. Favorites. Button. Window smiling mind. Explore. Favorites. 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 Selected. More. Favorites. Heading. Button. Programs. Selected. Button. Sessions. List. So yeah, we have two tabs. We can add programs to favorite or separate sessions button 16 to 18 year olds designed to support teenagers as they plan for the future mark 16 to 18 year old button an intro to mindfulness short introductory animations and simple mark an intro to mindfulness as favorite button button anytime use these practices to support you and your family whenever you need to reset and refocus mark it button sleep want a better mark so yeah home button these are my favorites favorites button select and that's all uh, from this tab. So we can go to more. More. But more. Selected. Me wash button. Selected. Edit button. So here is my profile. Settings. Heading. Menu item. Build a habit with reminders. Oh yeah. If you are forgetting about things like me, you can set reminders. So it will remind you when it's time to, you know, Calm down and pause whatever you are doing. Menu item. Toggle the well-being check-in. It will probably ask you how are you feeling and stuff. I'm not sure. Menu item. Set your display preferences. So yeah, display preferences. Menu item view and control offline downloads. Here we can manage the downloaded stuff. We are smiling mind. Heading. Australia's leading preventative mental health, not-for-profit, with a focus on helping young people and those around them develop the skills they need to thrive in life. So yeah, here is everything about them. I really appreciate that such an app exists. A list of 10 helpful links which open in a web browser. List menu. So yeah, you have a list here. Menu item. Learn more about us. Menu item. Want to help? Donate now. Oh yeah. I strongly encourage you, if you can, to donate to them. It's a really good app and it's awesome what that guys are doing. Menu item. Learn tips and tricks. Menu item. Meet our partners. Menu item. Need help with the app. Read our FAQs. Menu item. Smiling mind in schools. Menu item. Smiling mind at work. Menu item. Need more mental health support. Reach out to support services. Menu item. Looking for the legal stuff. See our privacy and terms. Menu item. Learn more about it. Menu item. Learn tip. So yeah, that's all we have here. I also wanted to say that the app has haptics. If your phone supports haptics, sadly mine doesn't. I mean, this one does because it's a Galaxy S10. So if you press on something, it just, you know, vibrates. Menu item. Toggle the well-being check-in. Yeah, I wanted to check this because I am really interested what that is and I forgot to check that before I've started this recording. So I will show you now.
The well-being check-in is made up of a series of questions before a meditation. They are designed to show you how your mindfulness practice may be helping impact areas of your life, such as stress, sleep relationships, focus awareness and responding. That's also a really cool feature that's probably gonna help you. So yeah, that's all I have for today. I hope it wasn't too boring and I hope you will try this app yourself because it's really awesome. So thank you for listening and have a nice day. That concludes this week's episode, the very first episode of 2023. And Austin will give you info on how to get hold of us. So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, blindandroidusers, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. And from me, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening. See you next week.